It's February 1st, 2024, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like the World's Finest and Batman Robin annuals from DC Comics, Wolverine 42 from Marvel Comics, Dark Ride 10 from Image Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with today's special guest, Manny Hondress, aka Manny Reads Comics. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we go over this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, and never, I guess, heard this episode before, listen to this podcast, uh, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, new Marvel Comics and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday, February 1st, 2024, to talk about all the comics that came out this week, or at least all the comics that we read. We being me, your host, Dimitri Pereira, and... We got guest Manny Hondress, a.k.a. Manny Reads Comics. Manny, what's up? How's it going, man? Happy to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always glad uh, you're here, too. You have a very meticulous way of reading comics, and it serves I the do. purpose of the show very well. <laughs> I have to have a, I have to have an unbiased opinion. I have to have my personal opinion, and then I have to have my unbiased opinion, right? Which is so, fair. I mean, yeah. do, you, do you tackle movies the same way? Uh, absolutely not. Movies are just to be enjoyed or not enjoyed depending on what movie it is but okay. uh no I, I i don't think i can get into movies as as much as i do into like i literally have my own dashboard that i created for my comic book reading mm-hmm. movies not so much movies it's like oh man i forgot that i need to go watch that marvels i haven't watched marvels yet i, I need to watch it i just haven't haven't gotten around to it yeah um marvels uh has some really good stuff that goes on in that movie and um it's not a bad movie it's very middle of the road b it's just a b it's not a a plus marvel movie but it's not a c it's not a d or an f people going in expecting to it to be a plus no I, I do want to watch it like that's one of those movies where i know that people are hating for no reason but like yeah. i i do want to watch it it's just i just haven't gotten around to it I feel like it, it's kind of like, um, I mean, it's comic books, it's comic books in general, right? Like, like comic books are a medium, right? And there's so many different types of stories that we can read and we do read with comics. Um, movies and very, I mean, specifically, let's just say Marvel movies, because Marvel has so many movies. Each movie is a little bit different and it's going to appeal to a different person. So if you're not a fan of Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, Miss Marvel, you won't like the movie like why would you like it if you don't like the characters true yeah no uh don't just like reading the comics like don't read a comic of a character you don't want to read yeah you know that's that's been a struggle especially with like i I know we haven't i don't know if we've talked about it but uh amazing spider-man yeah i I love spider-man but these last couple of years (laughs) these last few issues with with spider-man like i don't know if i want to keep reading this it's just it's it's rough i'm trying to what's the storyline that's going on and oh gang war are you not a fan of gang war i thought gang war is getting better Mm, i think it's better than i thought but it's just like it's something i'm not interested in i i don't care for that street level i know people do love that street Mm. level um conflict and all that stuff me i don't know if i see i I just i don't know man i get anybody else writing it i think i might 
a little bit better, but okay. I, I get what you're saying. I deserve it. I get what you're saying. I thought you were gonna say that you like don't like the writer because there, there's different things not to like, right? Like there's the character of Spider-Man. If you've never liked Spider-Man, don't hop onto a new Spider-Man writer expecting mm-hmm. to like Spider-Man. You're not gonna do it. Same with She-Hulk. If you don't like She-Hulk, the new Rainbow Roll series, I love. But if you don't like mm-hmm. She-Hulk, you're not gonna love it. Now, if you like right. She-Hulk, then it's okay to get disappointed when the writer writes it in a way you don't like to like to see it or whatnot, right? And then on top of that, even if you like the writer and you like the character, if you don't like the direction it's going where, you know, Spider-Man is street level for gang war or like, I don't think that Moon Knight should fight like vampires if you don't like that, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't think Daredevil should fight demons, then you're probably not going to like Saladin Ahmed's Daredevil run that's going on. Right. 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 Like, doesn't mean that you don't like Saladin Ahmed. It doesn't mean you don't like Daredevil. It just means you don't want to see him fight demons, which is kind of how I get, you know? Is that? Yeah, it, it, I, de- I definitely make sense. I, I can agree with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was feeling kind of guilty because I do really like Saladin Ahmed as a writer. Mm-hmm. But I had to drop. I had to drop Daredevil. I was like, ah, this this storyline's not. Maybe do I'll you, pick it back up after this. How many issues did you read? I got to. I guess this is a spoiler-heavy show. So basically, I got to where he. Like, did you get to the She-Hulk where, issue? No, no. I okay, think that so was you, one or two issues before. Okay. How many issues are out right now? Three or four? I thought there were five. Maybe maybe there's five. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, okay. So you read a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get that. I think what what makes uh something happened in the newest issue a couple weeks back that made me more interested. And I'm a sucker for this, and I'll tell you why. Um it's revealed that the demons are the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Did you know this? I just I but I had an inkling like that was probably what's gonna be it. And uh, I've read enough about the seven deadly sins. Okay. I think that, and that's not fair to the writer. That's not fair. Yeah. Like if if you like the seven deadly sins, you're probably gonna love this. But like me, I feel like I've had it. I've had enough. I've had yeah. my, my bowl is full. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm good. I'm for good. me, for me, the seven deadly sins. I like. I like the concept of the seven deadly sins. And like, there was a um one of the first comics that like I read was JSA, JLA, or JLA, JSA, Virtue and Vice. Did you ever read that? Like, it was a team-up comic where the Justice League and the Justice Society have Thanksgiving dinner together. And then the the Seven Deadly Sins from the Rock of Eternity, uh, Shazam's Rock of Eternity, they break loose and they take over different society or league members. So Batman becomes Wrath. Mr. Terrific is Pride. um plastic man is greed and like um so on and so forth and like it was a really cool story so i think i like them because of that that does sound pretty interesting and i think that's just because like it actually they actually possess the the heroes and the stuff possess- like that yes. instead of the possession yeah. of the thing yeah, yeah and that that whole like how do you like who do you choose right like how right. would you you know match the the sin to the to the hero to the character right and i think it's cool the only one they did dirty 
They did Power Girl as Lust. Um, Nothing about Power Girl, her yeah, personality oh, right, is Lust. Right. They're just focusing on the the boob window, the circle. That's they're it. They're focusing but, on what whatever people feel towards her. Maybe yeah. That's, there's the Lust period yeah. there. So. But uh, the other characters, it wasn't about how people felt towards that character. Yeah. That's that's true. <laughs> you, you know can't have that argument. Yeah. And Damn. this is before they they retconned her to be Superman's cousin. She like licks Superman's face. Mm. And it's like, mm. okay, weird, weird you're gonna regret <laughs> that in a couple of years. <laughs> you know? Wait, so she was she just like a clone or she was didn't know? yeah, it it would she had a very convoluted history. So um so pre-crisis Superman and Supergirl, right? Like there was like multiple Earths and blah blah blah. So then when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, then it killed all the all the um worlds except for one, and then that one, the post-crisis world moved forward, right? But and then the whole multiverse was gone, and they made an editorial decision that Superman is the last Kryptonian, which meant. No crypto, no Superboy, no Supergirl, no General Zod. Like, that was like that for like 15 years. But because of that, and they wanted to bring in all these characters, they made super convoluted ways that these characters can exist without being Kryptonian. Hmm. So Superboy was a just a clone of a bunch of humans and that's how Superboy is, uh, the, the Connell Superboy. He was just a clone of humans. He wasn't even like Luther's clone. He was just a clone of a bunch of scientists. Um, then, su- then the young Clark Superboy wasn't from the past. He was from a pocket dimension because they, they weren't allowed to use the multiverse. So they did that. Then they had Power Girl be like a I either like something to do with Atlantean magic. It was some weird yeah. thing. And then General Zod wasn't the Kryptonian Zod. He was a dictator of Pakolistan, a Meta country. Um, and that's the Zod in, uh, with the like the mask and whatever. Like they kind of use that for Man of Steel. They kind of use, but that that was technically oh, okay. a different Zod's mask in the comics. So, like, they had this big editorial mandate where, like, yeah, he was the last Kryptonian. That's it. You can't do anything. That's That's you can't clone him. Mandate. You can't do anything. Why? Like, you're just limiting your story. Like, that, that, was, that was a bad choice. Not. I understand if they were limiting their story for the sake of, like, making things simpler but it made things more complicated when you wanted to introduce yeah. all the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. So technically the, the the first character that broke that editorial mandate was the introduction of Supergirl. Oh, because before that the Supergirl that we know was like this protoplasmic angel like fire angel being that took the body of Kara Danvers or Linda Danvers, I forget. Linda Danvers. So like it was his whole thing. And so technically the first character to break that mandate was when Kara Zor-El gets introduced in Batman, Superman, um, 
the sequel to Public Enemies, like, or the next arc after Public Enemies, that's when they were like, okay, she was a Kryptonian, she's introduced, we can break this open. And then Teen Titans retconned Superboy to be half Clark, half Lex. And that's when the ball starts rolling. So there you the go. Amount of history. <laughs> I mean, editorial mandates, that's the thing, like, and I mean, that's the thing we see with, like, movie studios also, is, like, it's the whole, like, lion king of the pride mentality, where you have to kill all the cubs when you come into a new pride. You know what I'm talking about? So in a lion's no pride, there's one male and a bunch of female, and all the cubs are his. But when it, that lion gets ousted and they bring in a new lion, one male, he kills all the cubs. Because the cubs aren't his. And then he mates with the females and then they give birth to his kids. It's something I, I don't know if I wanted to know that. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's how you kill the, the yeah, you, you propagate your own bloodline, right? Bloodline, anyway, yeah. movie studios, executives, they all do that. Comic book editors and chiefs will do that too because they want credit for their own ideas and they want to yeah. kill the ideas okay. of somebody who came before them, somebody that they disagree with. So it is what it is. Anyway, I forget where we're going with this. Where are we know. going? Well, we, I don't know how we got honestly. Just something about Power Girl. And the seven deadly power sins. girl, seven deadly sin, Saladin Ahmed. Daredevil. Okay, we're going back in time. There you we're go. There Saladin you go. Ahmed, Daredevil, don't liking, not liking that specific direction. Oh, which is fair. Um, you didn't like gang war, you don't yeah. like Spider Man at a street level kind of thing. Oh, it's not this one. I, I feel like he this the storyline so far haven't earned it, haven't given him the right to to tell this story yet. Yeah, like this yeah. this story just feels like with what with everything else going on, it's just like another story that I need to push through before we get some good stuff. I I'll guess. be honest, the street level stuff that um, Zeb Wells has written since he started Spider Man is the most interesting to me, and that's bad. I feel like because I agree with you, it is the most interesting, but also I don't care about Tombstone and his daughter. And I like, that that's what I love thing. though. I love Tombstone because there was that Romeo and Juliet thing that was going on with Tombstone, his daughter. Robbie Robertson, Robbie. Randy Robertson. You didn't like that? Uh, no, as soon as, especially at the wedding. Like oh, the yeah, wedding, the wedding son. As soon as, was it Robbie or or who was the, who's the son? Randy's the son. Robbie's the Randy, father. Randy's the son. As soon as Randy was like, I'm running away, I'm out. I, like, he's like, no, you knew what you were signing up for. You yeah. know, like, what are you running away Come from? On, like, that, that really pissed me off. And I was just like, all right, that yeah. this is starting to hold the, the line at bad. Like, yeah, it was, it's. It, <laughs> With with Janice Lincoln, who is Beetle or the Beetle from who is Tombstone's daughter, um, it's not like it's a lady in the streets situation. She's she's a gangster in the streets. But she and that's the other thing. Like it doesn't make sense. Like this isn't her desire. Like she's just like I want to take over my dad's yeah territories for him, even though he's told me I don't. He doesn't want this for me. But I have to prove myself, even though I've proven myself. Like it's just a, it doesn't make sense. Her her ambition for this, yeah, isn't isn't quite connecting. Yeah, at least at least I'm not catching it. Yeah, I don't know. 
And then I don't know. There's I do like I, I do on. like her her syndicate and stuff. Like that's kind of cool and all that. Like everything that she has, but it just like she it doesn't feel like she actually wants it. And and if she does, she's forcing it. She's yeah. forcing the whole taking over of all the territories. There might be a twist. I feel like there's a there twist will, coming. I, there will be. Of you course, know? there will be. And then the next storyline is chasm or chasm, however yeah. you want to say it. Chasm. Yeah. Chasm. Uh, that's gonna yeah. be fun. <laughs> I hate so chasm. Fun. I hate. I hate chasm so much. Get rid of Ben Riley. Like we don't need him unless. The thing with duplicate superheroes is you have to figure out what purpose they serve that the other superhero doesn't serve. You know what I mean? Like. Wolverine, Dakin, Laura, um, Honey Badger, they're all different. They're not all Logan. They're not, yeah, exactly. They're so right, well, let's say the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not. So they can they can exist. Miles has to be different than Peter. But then Ben Riley, you have to to make him different. So then what is he? (laughs) What is he? You know? Yeah. no, No. I don't know. Uh, tell me what you read this week. You said it was a it was uh, a light week because for those of you uh, out there, uh, for those of you out there who are watching twitch.tv slash the keek show or youtube.com slash the keek show, or you listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, uh, there's five Tuesdays and Wednesdays in January, which means that all comics get spread across five weeks instead of four. So it kind of dilutes it a little bit. Um, what'd you read this week? Yeah, like the fifth weeks usually consist of annuals and stuff like yeah. that. So I read Batman, Superman, World Finest Annual, uh, Batman and Robin uh, Annual. And then going into Image, I went to Dark Ride number 10, which is it's finally coming back. It's a new storyline. It's mm. a continuation, but it's a final, it's starting over after like a two month break, I want to say. Okay. Uh, the Dead Lucky is coming back as well with number 11. And then there's it's an annual type book it's a uh, power rangers unlimited the morphing masters number one which is uh, it's a one shot oh so i hate books. when they put one shots as number one i hate it yeah yeah like i like that they this year they did the annual as like 2024 i think they did the same thing last year but but they had done that before like annual number one annual number one it's like no this is not the first annual for this book yeah at all like, i mean they they do that and there's a there's a couple of different annuals that came out this week um which we'll go over but like i hate it when they number the annuals as one like okay i get it for marketing purposes you want to put a number one on your cover so it sells more right yeah. i would be very interested if they checked the difference just try it once or twice instead of doing number one like hashtag one put one no hashtag shot underneath that's it so what a big one either way it's a big one it's either a hashtag in front or shot underneath i think dc they for some of their one shots dc has that like one shot with with it written let me let me check it then i'm gonna i'm gonna check it through uh my list uh batman superman world's finest number one uh that has uh an annual it's it's batman superman world's finest 2024 annual uh, that doesn't have a number on it. Batman and Robin annual for 2024. Um, Wolverine 42. Uh, Avengers Twilight 2. Duke 2. Titans Beast World 6. Spider-Boy 3. Dead X-Men number 1. Alan Scott Green Lantern number 4. Trinity Special. This one just has a number 1, but it doesn't say num- like hashtag and it doesn't say shot. 
So this does make it look like it's a first issue of something, and it's not. DC? Yeah, this is DC. The Trinity, the Trinity okay. Special, which is also the Trinity Special is just a reprint, mostly, I think. Uh, um, I then I read Moon Man number one from Image, um, which is surprising because I don't normally read uh, third uh, party uh, comics, but I read this one. Um, Marvel Voices Legends number one. This one's a number one from Marvel, uh, but it's an annual. And then DC mm. Power 2024, that has the number one, but doesn't say one shot. So DC didn't do it differently. Well, I mean, like before, like not this oh. week, but like, yeah, no, no. They I, had I think I've it, seen it previously. Yeah, but for some reason they're like, okay, that's not what they we, we didn't like that. I'm I'm so I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. But like DC, what I am a fan of is DC the way they have their covers now. I'm a big fan of it. Um for example, let's find a DC one that has a number on it. Teen Titans Beast World number six has the DC logo, then the number six, then the Titans logo. And that secondary logo is what I live for. I want a second because people reading comics need to be able to see like kind of like what is it? Is it a Batman title? Is it a Superman title? Is it a whatever like a Titans title? So the fact that it has the Titans logo on it, awesome. And then it has the Dawn of DC um, initiative title in the bottom left next to the barcode. I love that. That's a, that that's that the only thing that would make it better is if they had legacy numbering but actually there's no legacy numbering on this because it's a mini series um what would have legacy numbering uh nothing out this week wolverine 42 i don't think has legacy numbering i mean you could with wolverine in general i guess like the wolverine title there's yeah some, well, but it wolverine but it could title. like they should have a legacy numbering but they don't yeah they just have the 42 which is fine that's the one thing I'm I, I miss is legacy numbering, but for the most part, like I think DC has is getting their um graphic design pretty well. Um so I mean I I I read a good amount this week. There were some there were some that like are passes. Like if I had to recommend. Not but, only did you like read a lot of books, but like you also read a lot of stories because these annuals, for the most part, with the voices and and legacy and stuff like that, like that has more than one story. Like, yeah, but also just, some of them I skipped. Like I uh, read, like, <laughs> and we'll go over it. But here, here, here's a question. Let's start positive. What What's your pick of the week? Pick of the week was a uh, dark ride number ten. So okay. by Joshua Williamson. Uh, the the artist is Andre Brezen. Uh huh. All right, but uh, it's a good book. It's just it's. I think I've told you about it before. The dark ride is just like a dark amusement park. Just think about evil Disneyland. The guy we found out last issue. So if you haven't read it, I do recommend it. Stop listening to me right now because it's a good spoiler. But we found out that the the dad did not sell his soul for this uh, amusement park. We thought that uh, you know he sold his soul to the devil and he became successful. Yeah. That's awesome. No, he did not sell his soul. He sold his children's soul. Okay. He's like, it's not his. It's not, not my problem. I'm successful. I got what I wanted. These kids can can bear the, the brunt of that. You know? Yeah. And so one 
son. He had a son and a, and a daughter. His son is pissed off about it because they're also now these demons are going after his daughter. Mm. And then he found, finds out that his sister has known about this and she has really has like been helping the demons from of the amusement park gather more souls. Like oh. so this the dad doesn't just like he he keeps wanting to to better the amusement park. And in order to do that, he just sacrifices true fans of the of the horror theme park. Okay. And so so people that love this theme park, they go there, whatever, and then they disappear. And then now it's, we're a, out why, it's a Disneyland why parody, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, but not they don't really talk about like they don't you don't really have the parallels of Walt Disney and, and the dad and stuff like that. But right, it right, is right. An, a huge amusement park, like but like I feel like this demon thing is supposed to it's supposed to invoke Mickey Mouse. Because he has that he has that like face and then he has yeah. horns, but they don't complete to a circle. They're like this, right? No, I I didn't never put that together. Like because it, it is the, the mascot of the, the theme park, but I never thought, oh, uh, you know, he kind of looks like Mickey. Like I he does, it. right? I, I mean, I he has a Cheshire hat, uh, a Cheshire cat sort of smile, but yeah, but Mickey kind of has this kind of thing, and then the horns are like this. And it's not, it's not this, but it's like this, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like a famous logo in the book. It's like a yeah. huge famous thing. Everybody loves that. It's the it's the mouse. Yeah, you're right. And What's his name? I think it's Danny. I want to say Danny, but okay. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Danny right now, the demon? Danny the demon, basically. Uh, okay, Mickey, 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 Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Mickey Mouse. No, that's... That's a good little catch, yeah. But no, that's that's all it was. It was just like a revelation. This issue was just a revelation of things, and now we're starting to the the hero's journey is the son trying to save his daughter, trying to look okay. for his daughter, and it's just gruesome. Like it's is it is back. it really it's, like a violent? It yeah, one? it's the you you like this one guy got slashed into pieces. Like the the you know how when you go on a ride, keep all your hands and feet yeah. inside the machine at all time. He's like, I don't have to listen to this, and he just gets out and like off of the ride and the guy's like no you need to come back and then he just gets slashed into pieces oh, okay you, you didn't listen <laughs> but it's it's pretty gruesome so yeah that's my top top pick of the week um okay all right uh that sounds like a pretty good pick and it makes me actually maybe i should go and binge that series trade get the trade i got i think uh issues one through six are okay. the first collection so okay um for me, mm, this one's tough. This one, this one's tough. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Wolverine Forty Two. Why am I not surprised that it's an X Men book? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've like I've always been a fan of Wolverine, but I always think that people whose like number one X Men is Wolverine have not really dived into X-Men enough. You know what I mean? Like, he's a very surface-level mascot for X-Men. You know? So it's okay for people who's fan... Like, it's also okay for people to have a surface-level understanding of X-Men. That's okay, too. But for me, being a huge X-Men fan, Wolverine and his solo series has never really been that interesting to me. But the Krakoan age Wolverine stuff, I'm loving it. Like, I've I've been reading it. 
Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with Wolverine at all, so like, I, I don't know what's going on. So right now, it's going to sound wild, but basically, I'm basically right now is the Sabretooth War, and so Sabretooth has been absent from the whole Krakoan age of X Men, mostly because one of the first scenes in in Hoxpox in House of X, Powers of X that kicked off the Krakoan age was the first prisoner of Krakoa is Sabretooth. They have a rule, kill no humans. They have a couple other, they have like three main rules in Krakoa, one of which is kill, don't kill humans, right? And so, because mutants can resurrect, but humans can't. So when you kill a human, that's a travesty. Don't do that. It's also not good politically for their island, right? So Sabretooth is the first one to break that rule, of course, and he gets sentenced to essentially this like underground prison thing where you're not dead, but like you're in a coma. And so Sabretooth has had a couple series where he gets out of that and, and, and so on and so forth. So this is Sabretooth being like, Hey, Logan, it's your birthday. I haven't hunted you on your birthday for a couple years now. Cause that's what he used to do. Did, did you know that? Yeah, I feel like I've read that somewhere. Yeah. But Every not... year on his birthday, Sabretooth will hunt down Logan to torture him. And like, he's like, happy birthday. So he hasn't been doing that. And now he's like, it's your birthday and I'm, I'm... out. I'm coming for you. <laughs> the thing is, Sabretooth has a bunch of other Sabretooths with him that he's collected through the multiverse. So he's helped them kill Wolverines. in, And then grab him for his team so there's different versions of Sabretooth and so now Sabretooth has a big old army um and he's like all right I'm I'm coming to kill you I'm coming to kill everybody you've ever loved and this is while Wolverine's on the run because of this whole fall of X stuff so Wolverine's on his back foot they can't resurrect anymore can they you can't resurrect anymore. I was about to say, like, what, what kind of threat is that if you can res- resurrect? Like... But that's the problem. And, and that's okay. what's so sad. So Marvel is marketing this as parental, adv- like on the cover, parental advisory, not for kids. Because it's really gruesome. It For some reason, for the Sabretooth War, they're just like, okay, we're going to have it be just really gruesome. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But, and I'm not a big fan of the gruesome part of it. But I am a fan of the almost like the 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 depth of like the deaths that are happening. So like kids are dying, and like like Wolverine can't get to them in time. Like he is, you know, everybody's suffering, and I feel like there's like even if these kids get resurrected, which I hope they do, because there's some really gruesome ones that I'm like, I feel so bad. Are these like main? Mutants? No, or they're just, just like, they're, just they're mutant refugees. They're on the run oh. because, like, you know what I mean. They're not, they're not being resurrected, man. They're, they're gone. They're gone. They don't have a name. <laughs> well, I would hope they're that dead. there's some sort of scene when they get resurrected. You just a huge a huge crowd scene of resurrected mutants, okay. and you just have these mutants that have died in the past however many that like you can show them. You don't have to sh- like you don't have to do much. You just have to like just show them. How optimistic. That's I mean, well, that's what happened with the Krakoan age. A lot of the mutants that like we've seen die previously, they yeah. show them in the background just to show that they're alive. 
like the Morlocks who died during the mutant massacre, a lot of them were children. You know, and that's that's the mutant massacre back then. And then um, they I think they've brought some of them back to life. So, you know, it's nice. They, they keep track. Anyway, this one, the end of the uh, issue 41, Sabretooth, like a bunch of Sabretooths gang up on Dakin and rip him apart. Dakin might come back. What's that? Dakin might come back. Does he have Dakin, a healing? Yeah, but he's dead. Like it shows him like he's not healing. And he does have healing, but not like they're not like Deadpool. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have adamantium either. Ooh. Dakin doesn't have adamantium. Um I think Laura has adamantium. I think yeah. Dakin doesn't. Anyway, Sabretooth spells happy birthday with the body parts in the snow. That's so it was nice. pretty gruesome, right? Sweet. But like, sweet. what's that? Isn't it sweet of him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So point is, is like, okay, this is kind of the, like, this is the edgiest thing I'm reading right now. Like, I, I'm not a fan necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but I do like this story that's going on. So Laura, uh, X-23, she doesn't go by X-23 anymore, but like, she's getting ganged up on. Oh, and there's this one saber tooth that like, stood up to this saber tooth and he's like he's like you're not gonna kill him because like they they pretty much they like they they like string logan up and this one saber tooth is like you're not gonna kill him and then the other saber tooth's like how dare you like like talk Christian back to me right like, oh like i'm no. gonna let him suffer and the other saber tooth's like no you have to kill him now and he's like yeah i can do what i want so later later that one saber tooth is like I knew you should have killed him. And then he just gets a claw through the head with from Laura. And then she like cuts his head off. So like, oh, it, I don't know. There's some pretty cool stuff, but then there's some really sad saber tooth versus a crowd of mutants just ripping them all apart. Like there's good and bad, but this I think is my pick of the week. If it wasn't for this, then, uh, I don't know what I would pick. Oh, well, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, what else did you read? A perfect segue for my second pick, which is Batman and Robin, uh, the annual. Uh, I read that, that one, yeah. A, it was just a nice little father-son bonding moment. <laughs> so we go from killing, gruesome killings of children and stuff to, hey, look at look at this dad with his son. They're camping. It's yeah. a nice little trip. <laughs> yeah the premise the premise of this one i i i did like this issue uh it wouldn't have been my pick of the week but like i did like it um it was clean it was concise it was like okay it had a start like a, a, a story it wanted it, to tell exactly it's just one little thing I, and that's what i figured i feel like both the annuals that i read this week did what they're supposed to do batman and robin told a st standalone story which I really appreciated because it, it kind of it, it pushed the father-son relationship closer to being more authentic than like it's been pretty forced. Even in Batman and Robin, like the yeah. first five issues, it seems pretty forced. And then Batman and Superman, the annual, it's more of a story, it's setting up stories for the future. Like it's mm. you know, stories are just gonna set them up for whatever storyline's coming up. So that's I feel like the, that's what an annual should do. It shouldn't try to like be a, a tie into whatever or 
set up a, an event like just set up stories that's it you know but but no batman and robin it was a good one um they go camping and then they run into a uh a uh a ring of millionaires billionaires who paid like 10 million dollars to hunt real people and and they just so happened to and at the very end batman's like Oh yeah, it wasn't a coincidence. I knew this was happening the whole time. Like, no, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Like, <laughs> you didn't plan this, but of course yeah. you did, right? Um, but it was cool seeing Bloodsport in there and like getting his like history, his very quick, like one page history of Bloodsport. Yeah. Um, and the art wasn't horrible. Uh I, this was I what Porter? Like Porter, Howard Porter. I didn't really yeah. like him on Flash, but on this it, it really interesting because his his lines were a lot cleaner on the flash i feel like it was too sharp like everything like the flash looked like a he was made out of a rock like but like the flash makes sense like being angular uh, yeah i guess you know i, I just didn't like it that the whole flash like what was it was it the flash war yeah i mean it was all that yeah it was it was jeff john's run howard bunch, porter yeah. um yeah, I I it keeps popping up like Zoom keeps popping up in my head, but yes, Rogue War, um, that stuff. Yeah, that was all Howard Porter. No, um, yeah, no. I mean this. I mean, like I said, this is a, a a short week for me. It was only five, so I only had a pick out of five. So yeah, I only have a top five pick. Yeah, so Flint Pickens, but yeah, Batman and Robin was was the second best, I think. Okay. I was surprised. Wait, are you not reading Alan Scott Green Lantern? No, I don't. Care it is. About... No, no, no. You don't. You will though. I don't care that's... about the Green Lanterns. <laughs> just... But that's the thing, though. It's legitimately good. Like it's not about. Okay, so so I'm going to talk about this guy. I wrote an article for uh, the website, thekeegshow.com, and like basically talking about like a previous issue. I think it's like issue two that I that I wrote about. But the point being is that like. Should might have been issue three. No, nah, it's issue two. Anyway, the point being is that, like, um, there's this line of DC comics for the new golden age, but, like, a lot of them are taking place in the past. So, Alan Scott Green Lantern, Jay Garrick, uh, The Flash, and Wesley Dodds, The Sandman, all have their series that are going on, and they all, for the most part, take place in different time periods. But this one takes place in two time periods and it kind of goes back and forth between before world war two and then after i think or it might be both before world war two but the point being is that like they've retconned in a new villain the red lantern so alan scott green lantern he doesn't get his powers from the green lantern ring he gets his powers from his ring but not from the green lantern core right and so the red lantern of this also does not get his stuff from the Red Lantern Corps. So, like, they retcon in, like, a World War II uh, Russian sort of situation. Anyway, um, this really goes into depth about a man in the closet in that time period. So, like, J. Edgar Hoover has pictures of Alan Scott with his boyfriend being like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to join the Justice Society, but, like, you're going to because I say so. You're fighting for America because I say so. You're doing what I say. And so, like, there's this whole subplot. And then Alan Scott goes to Arkham Asylum um, 
for like gay conversion therapy. Because that's what it was back back in the day in real life. Like asylums were for women who weren't who were too like too like uh, emotional emotional right hysteria talking back maybe right and then for men who who were gay and they needed to be like straight again and then they got some got lobotomies and so it deals with a lot of like the real world stuff. This series is really good. You don't have to like Alan Scott or Green Lantern to like it, but like it's a really cool look of like what was DC like back then? Like what was that universe? Because he's in Gotham, I think. Yeah, this kind of goes back to what we we were talking about when the when the show started. It's like I don't like Green Lantern as a yeah. I don't really like cosmic stuff, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, honestly. When it comes to like, I, I really I'm a huge nerd with comics, but I don't like cosmic stuff. It, it makes no sense. But yeah. because I don't really care for Green Lantern, I just never want to. I don't. I don't have any desire to pick up any of the books, regardless of. I mean, now that people tell me like there, there will be some books like like I picked up. Um, Strange is it Adam Strange? Yeah, Strange the, Adventures. The one by Strange Adventures. There you go. Um, the one by Tom King. I would have never picked that up, but I, I, so many people said it was a good book, so I read it and I agree, it was pretty good. Uh, okay. this is probably another example of that like i if no one tells me about this book i'm never gonna pick it up but well i'm not forcing you to read it, it pretty but interesting. it is when this comes out in trade because i doubt this is gonna be an ongoing it's gonna end at yeah. a certain point and i'm okay with that i would buy it for people as a present you know like it. i i bought one of my friends what uh the hardcover of wonder woman historia the Amazons. Did you read that one? I mean, that was my pick for best comic of that year. I think it was 2023. Oh. But like, the art's amazing. The story's amazing. Oof. I bought it as a present recently and for somebody. Oh. And so like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Does somebody look like you? Maybe you just handed it to yourself in the mirror. No, no, hey, no. I, I, have it for my, I have it for myself, but I bought doubles. <laughs> and then it was my friend's birthday and like like i uh i got it and so i was like okay this is this is just such a good present so i got it for her so um but that's a good one and this one's a good good one too so maybe wait until the trade comes out maybe you might like it reminds me of what was that batman book that had the the batman from the other world Thomas, Thomas Wayne yeah oh and like they 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 um flashpoint they mentioned yeah flashpoint beyond yeah whatever and they they mentioned like oh there's some like characters yeah so that ties out thing. that that That's comes into this. this yeah but did, did they ever actually talk about like like Rip Hunter and or whatever his name is and like all that like or was that just hey we're gonna do this for this book and then that explains why these characters are here we're never gonna mention it again no, no, no. So, so what what ends up happening? That was a whole DC um, imprint that they're kind of doing. So basically, Flashpoint Beyond introduces the fact that characters have been plucked out of time, right? And then the character is going to go back into time, either back where they came from, so they kind of retcon it in, or they can't go back, so they come in modern time. So what ends up happening is two series come out of Flashpoint. Be- well. Flashpoint Beyond, then there's a one-shot called The New Golden Age. That's a one-shot. Out of that one-shot comes the Justice Society book 
and Stargirl and the Lost Children. So Stargirl and the Lost Children deals with all those kid characters that have been plucked out of time. A lot of them are sidekicks of Justice Society members that have never had sidekicks. Like for the decades that we've known these characters, Dr. Fate never had a sidekick, but now he does because she was plucked out of time. And so, so um, there's characters like that. And then we deal with the the one kid, I forget what his name is, but he has that raccoon hat that's in Flashpoint Beyond. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? The uh, time track. He's part of Rip Hunter's crew, but he's a kid with Corey. He's like, Corey? Yeah. For, For some, some reason, reason Corey Baxter Rip. popped in my head, but then that's that's so Raven's brother. <laughs> that's so Raven. Is Corey Baxter. I was thinking something Rex. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's been a while. Rex Baxter? I don't know. Anyway, the point being is that character is in Stargirl and Lost Children. And then Justice Society of America deals with Helena Wayne going back in time to modern time. And then I think her timeline gets erased. The point being is that, like, there's those two. And then there's the three series that I talked about that deal with a different thing. So Jay Garrick has a daughter that he doesn't remember. And she comes to modern time. But she's kind of like his granddaughter, even though it's his daughter, because he's old now, you know? And so, like, that's what's going on in Jay Garrick, The Flash. And I fell off of Wesley Dodds, The Sandman, but it was good, but it's not necessarily my vibe. All right. Well, I'm glad they're actually doing something with it. because I, I really thought they were like, hey, this is the explanation, but now we're just not going to talk about no. it. No, no, they're doing and stuff. It's... The characters are here and they're doing yeah. their thing, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, they're doing a really good job with the new Golden Age. Um, I've been a big fan of it. You know? Um, so yeah, uh, Alan's got Green Lantern number four. Um, talk to me about Batman Superman World's Finest because I tried reading it and I was like, it says it's written by Mark Wade, but it's written in conjunction with the other writers. Yeah. It has to be mostly the other writers because I was not interested in these stories. I think the first story was Mark Wade for sure. The uh, the one with Metamorphos. Yeah, Metamorpho. Metamorpho. That's the second story, Metamorpho. I think. It's the second story. What's the first one? What was the first one? Can't. Yeah. Oh, it was the Mitzelpitalik, all the, the I mice, hated the it. Mini, the... I, <laughs> I would, I would like it. That is the, with the, with the different, like, okay, so here's the thing, like, follow my train of thought. Mix, Mr. Mitzelpitalik is Superman's sort of nemesis. He's not really a fan, uh, but he pops in and out and like, maybe he's a fan now, but really... He's not like a, a stan. He's not he's like not Batmite. He's not Batmite. Right. Right. But then the whole Justice League of that, those imps are they're, they're, they're they, like Batmite. They love them. Yeah. Right. So, so, and Mr. Mixel Spindlick is it. So I'm like, okay, so everybody is a super fan of whatever hero. And then Mr. Mixel Spindlick isn't. I don't know. It was weird. And so I was like, okay, it's fine. But then they're also like chibi. It reminded me, it, I saw a comment and I agree. Uh, it reminds me of the Justice League Unlimited episode where they they, took, they got turned into kids. Yeah. It reminded me more of there's um there's a world in the multiverse where all the all the heroes are like kind of chibi baby versions. 
And like Two Face has like a pie or like a cake that's been smashed on his face. So half of his ca- his face is like cake instead of scarring a child, of, right? Yeah, right. So right. it's very light and and like nice. But then they do die because I think some super. I think like Superboy Prime comes in and like wrecks a bunch of them, like literally kills babies. But the point being is they're all baby versions, right? That's what it reminded me of. Except Batmite to me is not a baby. Batmite to me is an is like an an imp, uh, and he wears that weird like thing. But he's not a baby. The loose cow. Not yeah. a child. I I don't like that they gave mites to everybody because like, it was such a big deal when Nightwing got his night mite, right? Yeah, like, it was, it's a big deal to have a mite. And then now, now there's like a whole bunch of them. Like I, I didn't like that. But moving on from that, though, I, I did. Like I said, I like that it's set up a, a story that's going to come up in the future. Like there's some kind of darkness happening and then they got attacked by the supervillain might. <laughs> you got a Joker, you got a Sinestro, yeah. you got uh, Grodd. Uh, and then I feel I feel really bad for the, the green might who couldn't decide between Green Arrow or Green Lantern. And, and he gets shot with Sinestro's arrow, right? Yeah. But like yeah. all these all these villains also are just looking versions of they're chibi versions of these they're characters. not mites well they're, they shouldn't be because batmite is not just a chibi version of batman he has like this weird like mask like a homemade mask that he is wearing yeah. like he's you know what i mean like he's not batman mitzelfield doesn't look like a counterpart of superman no. batmite is like he's wearing a very loose costume of batman yeah, but he like a homemade like mask Wayne. and everything yeah and then right. everybody else the are rest, just chibi versions. The rest look exactly like their counterparts, like who yeah. they're trying to be. Yeah. So yeah. it turned me off and I couldn't really, I, I like, I was like, I finished that whole story and I was like, okay, whatever. And then it got to Metamorpho and I was like, eh, I like Metamorpho, but I, I just couldn't, I couldn't continue reading these stories. The the Metamorpho one, it, again, sets up a story where he like has this final fight with his dad. His dad is like embarrassed of him because his dad is actually like a genuinely um, like a good architect that he does it for the history, not for fame or anything like that. Yeah. Whereas Metamorpho, before he became that person, he like he was an architect, too. Not an architect, money. like anthropologist. He's an explorer, not an architect, right? right not architect. I have architect. I have archaeology on my brain. Yeah. No, archaeology. Archaeology. No. Archaeology. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same word, you know. I mean, I was wrong. I was no. like anthropology. No, no, no. Yeah, archaeology. Archaeology. Yeah. All right. We're both wrong. That that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, yeah but yeah, no. Um, he just his, he did it for money, and he was like, we don't have to be poor and do this job. We can have fame too, and so like they just kind of broke. Went their separate ways, yeah. but then his dad comes in in the storyline. Yeah. But, uh, shout out to Wednesday Pool. Wednesday Pool's in our chat saying, "Yo, uh, what's up to Lex from Wednesday Pool?" Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just wasn't a big fan of this this annual, and it had a bunch of other smaller yeah. stories that looked cool. So I'll I'll have to go back and read them because okay. they had a they had a Bumblebee um, one, and these are all characters that they introduced in those however many issues up until this point, right? The Bumblebee one is an origin story of oh, how she, okay. like, her, her first little outing as as the Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, which was pretty good. 
who and yeah. she is a main character on Mark Wade's World's Finest Teen Titans. Yeah, which they um, mentioned there, like before she became a, a Titan or a Teen Titan, this is who she was. Yeah, and then I can't remember the last story. Challengers of the Unknown. Yeah, I didn't care. That's why. That's why I can't remember. I care nothing I about the I challengers. Care. I do. I don't know what's going on. Like they're talking about something. It sounds like they're they're doing some kind of inside joke that I am way out of. I'm like I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. They have this. They have this like rally. You say the time is now. That's their Avengers assemble. Basically, yeah. I I don't know. It was a story. <laughs> people but, say people are saying that like this was basically a showcase issue. Like DC used to have a thing called Showcase, right? And that's yeah. where the uh, Barry Allen was first introduced in Showcase, the series oh, Showcase, yeah, right. right? And so, like, they were just like kind of like anthology series. And so, uh, somebody was saying like, this is essentially just a showcase. Why was this an annual? But okay, like, that for challengers, like they keep trying to make challengers happen, but it's it's not happening. Like they they put them in the new age of heroes right uh, and it's nothing's happening with that like with who that went. the new age of superheroes or new age of heroes with the sideways and oh and, yeah uh, silencer and yeah or whatever her name was yeah but that didn't go anywhere and then now they're trying to hear again like what do you why do you want us to like the child i guess the fantastic four equivalent right yeah they they come from the same genre of comic books which is like science exploration yeah 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 you guys aren't fantastic for just just let it go (laughs) i'm not interested in the challengers and i'm not interested in the blackhawks you know the blackhawks i no i I, they sound familiar the new 52 run no they're they're like they're like pilots and they their like squadron is called the blackhawks and so it's like okay whatever i'm not interested in them so like there are certain outdated concepts in comics that like i'm sure a a good innovative idea could like reinvigorate but also you don't you don't need to you know like did you know the suicide squad was an old concept yeah, I've seen like the original Suicide Squad run, and it looks—it's completely different than what it but Wait, really is. Are you but... talking about the World War II Suicide Squad? Uh, I'm not talking about the villains. Yeah. The villains is a remake. Oh no, never mind. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's the old, there's the villain one that we all know that had like Bronze Tiger and Captain Boomerang and those guys, right? That's like John Ostrander's run, but like it was based off of a World War II comic with rick flag senior so his dad why they have rick flag okay yeah so rick flag is it rick flag jr rick flag senior was in world war ii and the suicide squad like did like i think like world war ii missions they were called the suicide squad the premise that they were villains that's not that's not there but it was like these guys can die they're all specialty they're almost like gi joes in a way they're very specialized characters and then they go on missions that could end in their death and this came out before the concept of suicide squad or is it like a story that's it no no it wasn't retconned i think it was originally like a world war ii comic that's not cool kind of like how um nick fury and the howling commandos it was very like kind of like that and then 
you know, what's up to Carson out there? What's up, Carson? Um, anyway, the point being is that like, uh, I forget whatever. Not interested in the challengers. Not not right now. Maybe next generation, but not right now. Yeah. Uh, you you remember Dial H for Hero? That yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that like that's one that they reinvigorated, and I liked. There was one mini series or like one run that I really liked, but they haven't done anything really. They tried to bring it back for New Fifty Two, just like they tried to bring back Blackhawks for New Fifty Two. I think I read somewhere that Dial H is like it's what inspired uh, Ben Ten. Yeah, it's very similar. But Ben 10 definitely did it better. <laughs> Way so better th- there you go. Ben 10 could have been a DC concept could've, if they had come been, up yeah. with that. But there, what there is a series that's really good and it's drawn by Dale Eaglesham. And like it's like a like a serial killer gets the dial. And like yeah, I don't know, it's pretty crazy. Like I loved it. Um concept, yeah. what's up? that's pretty good concept like what happens when yeah the villain starts what was it i'm gonna try to find who wrote that um was it a 2019 no it was not a 2019 series it was a uh 2003 series yeah it had to have been 2003 big gap that's a huge gap to be yeah it was the two it was the 2003 series and it ran for 22 issues and um um that's almost two years wow it's a really good run shout out to that it's it's called hero h-e-r-o that's dc and that was dc because that was 2003 and before that it was like that character hadn't had a comic since like the 1980s. So, you know, that's the time. Then again, we're as far, we're pretty, we're, we're as far removed from 2003 that 2003 was to the 1980s. That. We don't need to say that. <laughs> you don't yeah, need to say that sentence. Yeah. That sentence didn't really have to happen. Um, Carson wants to wants to ask, was Duke too good? I haven't read it yet. Let's talk about that uh, in the limited time we have left. Um, Duke issue number two, I read it. Um, it's Duke from G.I. Joe. Are you keeping up with the new Transformers comic? Transformers, yes, not the G.I. Joe side. Okay, so now they're doing it so that the G.I. Joe's origin is linked to the Transformers. Mm-hmm. So Duke is the fighter pilot that's in like issue number one or two of transformers and his his friend gets smashed right but the other guy who doesn't get smashed is duke and so duke is channing tatum's character in the gi joe movie like if you remember that like one right but this has his like origin linked to he he keeps being like guys the jet turned into a robot why won't people believe me and then like there's like this like military cover-up and then like they send two two guys who are like gi joes after him to hunt him and like like there's this whole thing so it's kind of kind of it's kind of cool like it's that trope of like military man is on the run from the military there's we've seen it before so it's both cool but also not 
fresh like, as so fresh they're, as they're I would have hunting wanted. him. Uh, they're not trying to like recruit him. It's not like a misunderstanding. Like no, no, they no, th- man. We're just, we're just at the talk. end of this issue, they throw him into a prison. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. so they're trying to silence him, but they're not trying to kill him. But okay. they are. There is a guy with a big gaveling gun, being like, you know, classic GI Joe stuff, which is cool. But also, is it as fresh as I thought it would be? Like I thought they were going with a fresh new angle, but now it's just like, eh, okay. Reminds me of like what they're trying to do with the. Have you watched the newest, the Rise of the Beast? Uh, Transformers. Oh yeah, movie. they're they're tying in GI Joes with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's what it reminded me of. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know. This is from like Image, Image and Skybound. Um, it's written by Joshua Williamson. So like the writing is good. I'm just saying, like, I don't know whether it's as like fresh as I would have liked it to be. I'm really enjoying the Transformers side. Yeah. I mean, Again, I read the Cobra the Cobra Commander had an issue one, like last week or the week before, um, and it was not enjoyable. Mm, damn, not like not even. But do, do you know much about Cobra Commander? Do you not Joe really. Kind of like this premise, though, makes it so that he's an alien. And then he comes to Earth like I think something like that. I don't know. It was weird and I didn't like it. So. <laughs> And I don't, I don't actually, I've never cared about Cobra Commander. Like, I think some of the other villains are cool, like Storm Shadow is cool. But like, so far they have yet to introduce Snake Eyes, which I'm cool with. They, they are, I think they're waiting. Being up to it, yeah. You know? It's going to be, but um, I want to talk about Titans Beast World number six. You didn't read this, right? Because you're not, you know, I'm not keeping up with the Beast World stuff. Like, I did read, I read Titans one through five. And I was like, I'm out. I am out. Good. Yeah. Um, Parson over there is saying, I only like the last page reveal of Cobra Commander. That's not Cobra Commander at the end. That's Baroness. There's a last page reveal in Duke issue two of Baroness, but I don't know what Carson's yeah, talking about. Cobra anyway, um, Titans Beast World number six wraps it up. So it wraps it up. It finishes it. It is... As good of an ending that it could have had. Like, okay, after everything they do, there's certain things that I'm like, okay, the art is really good. I love it. And then there's a twist at the end where they're like, oh, we can bring Beast Boy back. But I'm not going to spoil it. (laughs) Oh, you don't know. Well, look, this whole premise of this, this whole premise of the series is this what's going on in the Titans comic, there was a, a Xanadarian. Um, uh, like Starfire that knows Starfire, uh, Xanadarian, Tam- Tamaranian. His name is Xandar, Xander. Anyway, Xander wants to bring back this old, like old alien god thing called the Necrostar. So the Necrostar is a star conqueror, just like Starro is. So the Necrostar comes to Earth, is heading towards Earth because of the events of Titans. The Titans meet the Necrostar in space. Beast Boy turns into Starro and then fights the Necrostar. He defeats the Necrostar, but then this new character called Dr. Hate comes in and says, uh, I'm sorry, I have to kill you, you know? And he's like, you? And we don't see who it is. He's just like, what? It's you? And then like, whatever. So then 
Dr. Hate essentially kills the human mind of Beast Boy, turning him into essentially Starro. So he sends spores to Earth, but when the spores take over you, you become a, 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 a part animal hybrid. Animal. Because it's both Beast Boy and Starro put together, right? There's that whole thing. But then Amanda Waller is working behind the scenes, and she does a thing, and then Beast Boy dies. And so this issue was kind of wrapping things up. There are some cool things about this issue. I'm not going to say this issue was a wash. I'm just saying this issue was the best it could be given the ups and downs of the first five issues. Well, was there any kind of like Raven aftermath? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say if there's no if there wasn't that makes zero sense. It's but... a huge Raven story. Oh, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, really, I, don't, I don't know. There basically there's a over there's like a a big thing with this this crossover that Amanda Waller is essentially trying to make people distrust the Titans because the the Justice League doesn't exist right now. It's the Titans, and so the goal is. Find the biggest superhero team, make people distrust them. That's Amanda Waller's thing. So it happens, right? So where's it going to go from here? I don't know. Um, And then Carson was saying that there's a Megatron reveal in Cobra Commander. That's what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We got to, we got to get through, let's get through the rest of the stuff real quick. Um, I only had two two books left, which was uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Unlimited, which uh-huh. was very Ranger Slayer uh, driven. Uh, okay. She's she's finding she's trying That's to find Kimberly, the Morphin right? Masters. Yeah, it's Kimberly from a different world where yeah. Draken took over, right? Yeah. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with the, I'm about to do a huge spoiler, but Draken is uh he sacrifices himself oh. to uh to save Kimberly. And like, because Kimberly or Ranger Slayer, she she had got taken over by the um, damn, what's the Dark Specter, and um, okay, and uh, so like she was corrupted, and then his power coin was the white the white power uh power power white coin. power, isn't it white power? Like it's yeah. the white light, basically. Um, we'll do white light. That sounds better. White power. <laughs> I think <of> Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how he gave it to her too. Like he said, why, 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 no. why? Uh, but as soon as she touched it, like her corruption left. And so she went on this mission to try to get like the Morphin Masters to decorrupt the whole Morphin grid right now. Doesn't yeah. work out that way. That was a pretty good one shot. Um I think it was my third top pick. And then okay. Dead Lucky was my last book with Dead Lucky Eleven. It yeah. just comes back to to them talking about I don't know. Dead Lucky is I, I want to say the weakest book in the massive verse. So it's just a story about trying to protect San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Things are happening. Um, last couple books for me. Spider Boy number three. I am I I am I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I do like Spider Boy. I like him. Yeah. I think he's a cute kid. Yeah. I like I yeah. kind of like kind of, there there's certain like very interesting things that they're doing with the character because they've essentially said that like He's been pl- like he's uh, like what they're doing at DC with the Lost Children. He is kind of like that. So he's been plucked out of time that earlier, yeah. right? And so like, but what's cool about Spider Boy is that he knows thing. He knows people, but people don't know him. So that sucks because like, sure, he he knows Aunt May, and he has a very close relationship with Aunt May, but she doesn't know him. 
So that's kind of sad. And he's an orphan. So like nobody knows him. And so it's like super sad. But then there's also he knows villains that don't know him. Right. So he he's going to be like, yeah. he's he's like, oh, yeah, we fought this one time and this is what happened. And they're like, Peter is like, what? That never, what? Okay. So, but they're also introducing new villains, like villains that have been around for a long time that we've never seen as audience members. So they 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 introduce a new villain called Killionaire. And and he's a kid. He's like a billionaire influencer kid. And he's just like, know him? what's up? Does Peter know about him? Well, Peter doesn't appear in this issue, so I don't know. Okay. But like okay. this kid does. And so like Killionaire, the, the plot of this issue is this Killionaire guy, he employs Taskmaster to steal Super Adaptoid. But Taskmaster can only come up with Super Adaptoid's hand as per the last issue. And so they take the hand and they make a little small Super Adaptoid, which is essentially toy-sized. But he... Can has all the powers of all the Avengers, but he's toy size. And he's called Toy Soldier now or something like that. He called himself that. So the point being is that like there's this whole thing with that. But like, I don't know, it's not bad. I don't know. I like this. I, I like he this character. And I like this series. That's good. What's that? That's good. I was, I was just saying, I guess he hasn't worn out his welcome. That's good, I guess. I like him. I don't know. Haters gonna hate, but you know. I like his um, covers. The, the covers of the books are pretty good. Yeah, like snowboarding one from last issue. That yeah. was a really cool one. But um, Dead X Men number one, it revives the X Men, the core X Men. Well, the new X Men team that literally is only alive for a second as X Men before Nimrod kills them in the Hellfire Gala. So it revives them, and but what they're doing is they're jumping timelines, trying to find an organic Moira to then. Um, prodigy can take her memories passively and then use that to help Charles Xavier but they've been dead but I don't know if they explain how they're alive I think they had a couple eggs left and I think they resurrected them before like before they they lost the resurrection protocols but anyway that team is jumping timelines it's kind of cool kind of confusing Especially for me as an X-Men fan. So if you're not an X-Men fan, you probably would be confused because it's weird. It's it's timey-wimey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Really quick, Avengers Twilight number two. Avengers Twilight is a dystopian future for the Avengers. Peter Parker is dead. Captain America is an old man. Everybody is an old man, essentially. Um, It is kind of like Kingdom Come with a little dash of Dark Knight Returns. Um, so, uh, they did reveal who the two villains are at the end of this issue and like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm are in for, it. Man. Are they former heroes? No. It is? Well, as far yeah. as I know, there could be other twists and turns, but like, no, they're two major Avengers villains. And, you know, What's I don't know. What's the difference between this and an old man Logan world? This is still like a functioning society. So it's almost okay. like, you know how like if you want to, if you put a frog in boiling water, um, he'll want to jump out or whatever. But like if you slowly up the temperature, the frog, frog will boil, right? Like he'll die. So kind of that mindset of like dystopian futures is that like a slow rise of dystopia 
means like people can, you keep your society as it burns within, right? It's not like the end of society like in Old Man Logan. So I don't know. It's cool. We'll see at issue three whether it has like staying power, you know? Um, um, really quick, Trinity special was essentially just the the back the the back uh stories, the backup stories in um the Wonder Woman title just put together into oh, one okay. issue. Then I was like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I like Trinity. I'm just saying that this might be a waste for people. Read the Wonder Woman series, and you'll get these backup stories. Like you'll be fine. Um. Moon Man number one. This was Kid Cuddy's comic, Scott Muscuddy, aka Kid Cuddy. Um, he wrote this. The art is really good. Um, very stylized though. So some people might not be a fan of the art, but that's okay. Um, and it has to do with a for-profit, essentially SpaceX type team that tried to go to the moon, but then something wrong happens and they are missing for seven minutes, and then they come back to Earth and never get to the moon. But what happens in those seven minutes? And so um, this main character, um, he does get, like, stuff happening to him. I don't know. I'm not going to spoil it. This is issue number one. Uh, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, we'll see where this goes, whether this is going to just be just another comic or whether this could be, like, something. Is it, do you know if it's going to be connected to the Massive Verse? Because I know it was, like, Kyle Higgins is also a part of this, but oh. I don't know. It is part of like the I mean, he's been talking about it with the whole black market narrative. So I I've been thinking it might be a part of the massive universe, but yeah. also it could just be a like a private party thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um real quick then before we get going, two books, two anthology books came out. DC and Marvel both released a Black History Month anthology book, essentially. So Marvel's Voices Legends, number one, and DC Power, uh, 2024. They're both 2024 issues. Uh, every year, both companies will do this, and they will uh, spotlight uh, their Black characters, both prominent and not prominent. And I didn't get too much time to look through it. At first glance, I think the art is better in the DC Power than it is in the Marvel Voices Legends. but both of them are spotlighting characters that need to be spotlit. And um, I think it's important. Marvel has a bunch of different voices lines. Like they have Communidades. They have, um, they have, uh, there, there's some other ones. And so like uh, spotlighting different minority groups, right? DC has DC Power, DC Pride, um, a couple other ones, right? And so um, both companies are, doing something at the very least i can give them credit for doing something and they're they're fairly good stories um at the very least you know these aren't cash grabs i don't think they make that much money off of these books i really don't so when people are like they're just doing it for money i don't know are they doing it maybe for publicity or for notoriety or whatever maybe but part of doing good means that like sometimes people hear that you did good and that's okay like i think it's funny on the dc the power hour i don't know if they did this intentionally or if they like just didn't realize like every character has lightning powers like you know how the whole concept yeah of, like, most, yeah like, 
heroes have lightning powers. Not every character. You have Green Lantern on the front too, but like most of the characters in the DC's Power Hour, it's like they're all. I have lightning. my theory about that. <laughs> my yeah. um, before we get going, I guess, but like my my theory when people say like, oh, why do these like black characters have lightning powers? It's because I think lightning powers were a relatively new power set to have when black characters were allowed to be characters. So with super speed, super strength, all that stuff, those are given to white characters because only white characters ex ex existed at the start of comics. And then in the 70s, 60s and 70s, they were slowly revealing new characters that had to come up with new powers electric powers and then later tech powers because we get a lot of black tech heroes yeah. because technology technology is like 90s 80s 90s onwards right like mr yeah. terrific and steel and like those characters like you know and then so it becomes almost lightning becomes lasers tech becomes super smart so there's a lot of like characters that are lightning lasers tech super smart that are black characters you know but there are exceptions the only thing that i think is egregious is giving miles lightning powers versus like the venom shock like make it more yeah. bioelectricity instead of like creating an electric sword i fucking hate the electric sword that he has it doesn't make any sense there is no logic behind it yeah like, it was just like i can do this now I don't because get it. Was, Miles doesn't need an electric sword. You can give him an electric punch. That's bioelectricity. That's that was the original purpose. Cool. But electric sword, that's egregious. That's too much. It does look cool. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Not everybody needs cool. a sword. <laughs> Why would a spider person need a sword? That reminds me of that. There's one season of The Flash where the finale has oh, no. zoom versus flash versus godspeed and they call down lightning to make lightsabers and they super fast lightsaber fight what it what is this i stopped watching like at season three okay cool. <laughs> you're good then you're yeah good. i saw the clip though i saw yeah. that clip and i was like oh, i'm so happy with my decisions yeah. right now <laughs> so uh as we finish this up um i want to thank you manny so much for coming on the show taking time out of your thursday to be here where can we find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug uh, I am on all socials as Manny Reed Comics, and uh, I don't really have anything coming up. I just kind of do random reviews here and there, and uh, we'll post, like, I have a little dashboard of my comics, like I had mentioned earlier. Like, I'll post, yeah. like, hey, I've read this many books, and these are my top picks of the week, blah, blah, and then things like that. But if you are interested in that, you'll find it on, on Instagram. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Um, for anyone out there who is watching and or listening, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show, uh, or uh, you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, Instagram and TikTok are our two biggest ones at the Keeg show, but we're also on Facebook, Twitter, threads, that sort of thing at the Keeg show or slash the Keeg show pretty much everywhere, including patreon.com slash the Keeg show if you want to give back to the Keeg and uh, subscribe find a subscription tier that works for you and uh, donate that way if you want to find a comic shop near you go to comicshoplocator.com and if you want to go to the Keeg site and read the articles that we've been writing thekeegshow.com thekeegshow.com www.thekeegshow.com it's our new one we're picking up pace so there's a couple articles on there but um 
you want to uh, check that out, definitely check that out. This is Comic Talk. Um, it's that show brought to you by The Keeg, uh, where we talk about comics every single week, every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Pretty much, you know, that. Uh, this weekend, we got State of X, which is our new X-Men monthly podcast. We're just doing an episode every month. Uh, we were talking about the state of X-Men. The, you know, uh, what what's going on with X-Men right now. So if there's one show you got to listen to a month, maybe it's State of X. Uh, and then the next episode of The Keeg Talks, The Keeg Talks, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. That's going to be Monday night, um, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, so we got a lot, a lot going on. Uh, definitely stay tuned for all that. But Manny, thank you so much for coming on uh, this episode. It's always great to have you. Good to be here. Um, thank you to Carson out there and thank you to Wednesday pull out there for, uh, being in our Twitch chat and, uh, for everyone else out there. Uh, thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, do your thing, follow Manny, follow the Keeg. uh, have a great week, support your local comic shops. And, uh, that's it. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk for the week of February 1st, 2024. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. King.